Welcome back to MJ and Tosh. I thought this was just a podcast for one. I know. <laughs> Tosh and I just had um, our a- first fight. <laughs> we just had an argument and she was just like, shut your face. And I was like, fine. If you wanted a podcast of one, your wish is my command. And oh. then she says, she starts it off. Uh, you know what? Fine. The rest she, of it. Mute. She did. <laughs> That's a lie. I heard that little giggle. <laughs> all right oh boy um so we uh we were talking about um compiling some more of the questions that we had uh reached out to you all and asked um in regards to uh getting some advice and i picked a few of the ones that we had this time around so i'm going to kick that off um the first one that we have um is in regards to Ooh, this is a good one. So we have a young lady that had asked, um, what advice can you give if you are struggling with loving yourself because currently they're fluctuating in weight? I think that's a that's a, a very common question lately and makes me really sad because you should be able to um, love yourself or no matter what you look like. Yeah. And I know it's important. Yes. I mean, my advice would be one, most of the time when we feel this way, it's because we are struggling with something internally already. If it's an insecurity of ours or something else is going on, um, there needs to be some healing. And I think that's just an opportunity to work on healing yourself. Because I think once you work on those things, you truly do start loving yourself. It like comes with healing yourself yeah so i understand if i mean you're getting if you i don't know if you're this person's necessarily getting made fun of but i'm sure some part of it is uh the feeling of being judged and that's you know you put that on yourself and i i mean and that it sucks and i mean i my advice honestly would be to First off, just know that you are loved and that you deserve to be loved and especially deserve to be loved by yourself. You are with yourself at all times. You love that. And what I do for myself or what I started doing when I, you know, first, because I, I, so what I started is saying things I'm grateful for or things that I admire about myself every morning. So I say like three things I'm grateful for and three things I love about myself. And I know that this question is so much related to fluctuating in weight. No, no, but- no. I'm, I'm going to elaborate on that because uh-huh. that's actually where my brain was going, mm-hmm. which is change your focus. Yeah. You may not love where you're at in your weight today, mm-hmm. but remind yourself that you are working towards mm-hmm. a goal and maybe use that focus to turn that to a different place in life. Mm-hmm. And and I think that that's what you're saying. If you can, you know, pick things that, you know, two or three things that you're grateful for, mm-hmm. and you can either write it on a post-it or on a mirror in a bathroom. I've done that. I yeah. do my little, like, expo marker. Yeah. And write it on there. Change the focus. Yes, you might not be at your ideal weight. The truth of the matter is, is you may never be at an ideal weight for your own mind. Because I do feel like, be kind to yourself, but you always... We have a tendency to be extravagant Mm -hmm. with our thought processes versus, you know, working within a realistic mindset. 
Now, that's not to that's not to mean that you won't. You could be working from a very realistic mindset, and that's that's great. You're going to say that's beautiful. I was. Ah. <laughs> She's wearing off. I can't help it. Um, <laughs> but be kind and just shift your focus. Mm. Remind yourself that you are taking an active role in working towards that goal. Whether that's you know maybe changing some of the things that you choose to eat. Or maybe changing some of the things that you choose as an exercise. Or, you know, maybe changing some of the things that you choose to uh, drink and things like that. You are making an active attempt to work towards your goal and realize that. It's not what you are at today, but your body still has so much more to offer for Mm -hmm. you. It's not just a weight. It allows you to wake up and have an opportunity to change something today. Mm -hmm. And that's something to be grateful for. And I think that's what Tasha's saying about, you know, just kind of having those gratitudes. Yeah, and already saying things that you love about yourself. Because it's so easy for any of us to fall into you know, all these native things about ourselves, or be like, oh, I don't like this or, oh, I don't like that. Um, but why don't we flip the script, yeah. right? And try saying things that we really do love about ourselves yeah. or even like, even if you don't love things right now, just things that you like about yourself. It could be something as simple as maybe you picked your favorite color or you found a favorite color of your toenails or your fingernails and you just yeah. had them painted. You're Focus. Like, oh, I love my pinky toe. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. You're so much more than your weight. Yeah. No, exactly. Um, I got another one that I actually really like. It's from the gentleman. <laughs> um, we have gotten a question that um, we have someone that is interested. It says, I am interested in a woman that is going through a divorce and I am not sure what I should do. I'm gauging that that means maybe asking them out or asking someone out on a date. Um, or yeah, maybe like dating them, getting to know them. That's what I, I take from that conversation or that question. So if that's what you're gauging towards, not knowing if it's appropriate or um, if maybe it's it's not like a safe situation for you because you don't want to be like the person in the middle of a relationship that's coming to an end. That's how I judge that. My advice would be to be honest. You don't have to ask for a date or ask um, for exchanging necessarily numbers and hanging out, but you could say, you know, I'm not sure if you're a friend with this person or an acquaintance with this person. You've known this person for some time. Um, But I would say, you know, something along the lines of, I know that you have a lot on your plate right now and I am willing to wait if you know you're while you're figuring things out but you should know that i am interested in i would enjoy maybe getting a cup of coffee sometime or seeing if we can hang out if that's something that you're you're comfortable with and let them be the judge because the truth of the matter is is that you don't know how their spouse is and hopefully this person wouldn't make a comment back to you that would be doing something in order to make the person that they're uh, separating from and getting a divorce from jealous. Hopefully they'd be coming from a place of honesty and they're going to be the best ones to answer that question, not only for themselves, but just reading the situation that they're in, if that's a good idea or not a good idea. But I would just try to come to them honestly and open and just say, you know, I would... I'm interested in us, you know, possibly going out on a date. I'd like to ask you out on a date, 
but I understand that you are going through some things that come first. And I'm, I'm wanting to let you know that I am here if you are interested in approaching that when it's good for you. I think that's a safe route, but I, I feel like I also might be a little bit, um, I don't want to say rusty, but I, I, I might be a little bit out of the loop because I've never been in that situation. Yeah. I would just feel like, okay, so if I was in that situation, what would I feel comfortable with if I was the woman going through a divorce? And knowing that somebody is interested in me while I'm going through something that says, you know, that like almost like somebody just doesn't want you around and they're not interested in you anymore. If there is that kind of comfort, like, you know what? Hey, there is a light at the end of this dark tunnel of yeah. me going through something that's failing and not feeling like I'm good enough for someone that there's someone out there waiting for me that, that would, that would bring me a sense of like peace and sweetness. Yeah. And I'm totally like opposite of you. Oh really? I want to hear <laughs> I agree in being honest, but I don't agree in so much dating that person. Um, only because you don't, or I personally wouldn't want to be a rebound or a distraction. It may be great to, for that person to feel, oh, there's somebody interested in me. Great, right? But the thing is, is until they're through that process. That's fair. It's going to be, it's a grieving process. I, I know that the person's not dying, but it is a big thing, big transition in your life. And I personally would never want to be that distraction, And I mean, maybe, yes. Okay. There is like that chance, right? That you do date each other. I mean, my, one of my like really good friends, she was going through that and she had met a guy and they're still together. And it's like, it's a beautiful thing. You know, they're great. But for me personally, I guess I've also tried it before and it ended up being that he was never planning on divorcing his wife and it was just oh, this whole yeah. you know it's just this whole it was him being fun and they had separated it they've been separate for three years so and to be fair i thought like for sure we were <laughs> he was over you know i don't and that's where yeah i guess i'm a little i guess biased. even though now that you're saying that though i For me as a person, I think that, like, maybe I need a little bit more context now Mm. that I think about it. Like, to me, it really does matter. Like, are you, have you been friends with this person? How long have you known this person? Is this a person that you've never really met, but, like, you you work together and Mm -hmm. you've noticed them or whatever like that? But, or are you friends, like, and that's why you know they're going through a divorce and something? I think that that matters. Because in your, your sense, I fully... After you said that, I fully agree. You don't want to feel like you're going to shoot your chance or shoot your shot and then end up being a rebound person. And then that completely, you know. Well, I'm a sensitive person. Like falls you said back before. And, yeah. It <laughs> will hurts like you. It, yes. And, and, and stuff. But in all fairness, if you do have a friendship with this woman and that's why you know what they're going through. Yeah. Maybe just continue being that friend yeah, and see where things evolve you know, beyond that, I have no, I have nothing wrong with being friends with somebody, right? Even if this person, they don't, um, oh, what you don't screen your friends. Oh, I'm a screener. Okay. I, I do mind being friends with certain people. No, no, no. What You're I'm like, saying, I don't mind being friends with people. Uh, no, but I'm saying if there take is take out a, an application, the, <laughs> I'll be calling you for interviews. <laughs> I mean, 
clearly if they're friends before yes continue being friends i don't see anything wrong with that i don't see anything wrong with being friends with somebody sometimes that's just what you need and you end up you know gaining a like a best friend through the process but you really do got to be honest with yourself and know yourself because if you're a person that's going to get attached don't do it like if if you don't know this person you're just interested don't even try being friends with them that's because you're going to eventually have feelings and yeah yeah, you know hopefully it works in your favor but you just don't know you got to protect that heart of yours yeah you know you're probably you're You've got a little bit more solid advice than me. I did. <laughs> but it's really hard, I guess, put yourself in a situation where you don't have yeah. any tools. You're flying blind. Yeah. And I think that you have more of the tools than I, I am because I've been single for four years. <laughs> Not just <laughs> that. But like even even if you were in a committed relationship now, the thing is is that you've put yourself out there more than I have. Yeah. In the dating world, regardless of where your your personal life is at now. Yeah. I have just, I'm just more fearful and I stay in a safe zone. So Fair. I feel like you, you've got more of the tools than I do. <laughs> All right. Um, we have another one. We do. Okay. Um, I've got someone here. They are asking, what should I do when I am paying for an education and feel as though the course I am taking is not about learning, but more about sucking up to the teacher? Okay. Okay. So I imagine that so they might feel like maybe maybe the education that they were striving for is turning in more to a joke rather than learn learning something. Yeah. I mean, oh, that's a good one cuz you don't want to be out the money and not get your accreditation that you're trying to go for. I will say I think it has to do with the what what the education is cuz if it is just at a university or a, that type of school you can change courses and and use your money in other ways. Oh fair. If it's a trade school is what I'm going to call it. So if it's a very specific, right? If you're going to, oh, like to be a nurse or, or you're yeah. going to be if it there is very specific, yeah. That I mean, unfortunately I think the only thing is, is to continue because you're not going to get a refund. They're not going to refund you for your time that you've already been there. Um, you've paid for this program, right? Yeah. And so I would finish it. And just because I don't think you have any other option. I don't, I mean, maybe you have a, I mean, I don't know if this, you would be able to, I wouldn't say complain, but if there was some head of board, right, mm-hmm. that you can speak to and maybe change the teacher, mm-hmm. if that's an option, I would look in that direction, but outside of that, I would just complete it because it's based off of a specific category, so you don't have any other option. I mean, that money has already been put towards that. It's not a, unless it's a college, you can then change your degree and, you know, go other classes and stuff, so. I'm going to agree with Tosh, um, but I'm going to add a twist into that, and my twist is... Definitely try your best to just fly under the radar, mm. complete it, get certified so that it doesn't feel like you're at a loss for funds if it is more in um, that environment of a trade school. However, if the setup and the group is very toxic, cut your losses and run. Like if you're feeling attacked or if you're feeling undeniably belittled night and day, no amount of money that you pay should make you feel 
horrible. No, that's true. If you're coming home with literal emotional meltdowns just by trying to go through the motions and experience that day, it's not worth it. I know it's money lost, but in all honesty, I don't want to say that it it's quitting. I, I do feel like there is a fine line between sticking through something and being emotionally abused yeah. versus, you know what, it just didn't work out. You still have knowledge. You can still take continuing education somewhere else, under someone else, in a different program that's still, even if it is, if it does in fact happen to be like a trade school. Yeah. Like there are other institutions that might offer that and you might have to work with them and, and stuff like that to move forward. But it if it really does come down to that, my only thing is, is you should not endure emotional abuse. And if it is changing how you function, I would consider... Mm-hmm leaving because nothing is worth that yeah no i mean that's fair yeah i agree um i think we've got time for one more okay all right so this question (laughs) this is interesting it's a little bit um lighter i would i would definitely say not as serious but i have a question that says what advice would you give if you are interested in and having people remove their shoes before entering your house, especially after you have deep cleaned it. Hmm. All right. So I'm assuming this person has maybe before never had that. So they're setting a new boundary. And I think that's more power to them. I think you should do it. I mean, I, I've really, I've been... I'm not worried if it's a boundary, but like, I think irregardless if it's new to you or not, I think that probably it's still going to be like, it's not the norm. Mm -hmm. If you're inviting people over, you shouldn't be asking them to remove their shoes. So even, but I think you should. No, no, no. I'm saying that it's not necessarily new, but it's not of a norm. So I'm not saying, you know, if it's a new boundary that you're trying to set, I think that it's your home, it's your rules. Mm -hmm. I actually do kind of agree with this situation because I have been one of those people in many times that have asked people to remove their shoes when they're coming into my home, Um, especially after I have cleaned it. There's a lot of ickiness and gunk. And for me, it's almost second nature, like almost to ask somebody if I'm going over to their house, would you like me to remove my shoes? But I know that that's not like the society norm. So regardless if it's a new boundary or not, I'm okay with it because I get it, but if it's if it's something new that you're trying out, like Tosh said, and you might be timid to say something, it's your house, it's your rules. No, and I, I agree, but I okay, so I think of it for my, like if it was me, my only thing, and I don't know if this individual does, but like I have a dog and it has a, I have a doggy door. I don't know if you would be able to say no shoes in the house, but then your dog comes in and out you know what i mean i do understand what you're saying i'm thinking of that right now now that we're talking about it i'm like man if i were to do that here's where i'm (laughs) at though but because they bring crap in i wouldn't necessarily focus on the dog and be like hey what gives i think that it depends more on like the company i would have a really hard time trying to visualize if you're inviting me over for a party and you've got like 10 20 plus people here how all of us are just going to walk around in like our shoe or our socks or something like that that's what i think I think that that becomes a little bit more complicated. If you are throwing an event 
having everyone barefoot or in their socks is probably not going to be a no-go. But like, if I'm coming over to your house, and yes, I know that you have a dog, but you were like, there's no shoes in the house. I'd be like, okay. But to me, it's like one person, it's easier and I yeah. get it. I wouldn't be thinking about like the dog or no, anything but like that. I'm thinking of it as if that was me. I mean, it doesn't truly make sense because it's defeating the purpose. I'm not wiping his paws. It's one thing if you don't have a doggy door and you actually walk your pet, like, you know what I mean? Like you take them out to go because then you can wipe their paws before they come in. Right. But mine, he goes in and out like when I'm sleeping, you know, it's like an all day thing. And that guy, I mean, he's getting old. He pees on himself. You know what I mean? Like I can't control all that. So I think about those things. So for this individual, I was just, I'm thinking of that too. So I would say that my safest safest thing is is your house, your rules. If it really is important to you, request it. If people act weird, maybe have like a box of those booties and say, hey, if you don't want to remove your shoes, can you place booties on? Oh my gosh, I never thought about that. That's what I've done, especially if I know that like I've got people coming over that are like, you know, going to be working on something like, you know, they're going to go check like the AC unit or something like that. That I request booties. That makes so much sense. That might be an easy fix. The only other thing that I can say is, is if maybe if it's not necessarily because you have like a ton of people coming over, but like you have a friend or something else, they're probably not going to mind that you ask them to kick off your shoes um, at the door or whatever. But it also might be helpful, again, depending on how many people you have coming and going. But if I'm using us as an example, Mm -hmm. we're at Tasha's place. If she was like, hey, no shoes in the house. If I could keep like a pair of like, house shoes here or whatever and slip on and slip off if i didn't want to walk around barefoot but i had them here i can change over and that i wouldn't think twice about it because even even for us in our pilates studio the studio requires that you don't wear your outside shoes on their custom floor okay so any of the instructors have to bring shoes that they only wear in the studio so they have to switch over from like the shoes they walked in on so that it's not being touching all of like the stuff yeah no, out and about sense. my biggest thing huh. is too if your house is in like a situation with more of a hard floor i f- i would freak out less about it with people having shoes on it versus carpet yeah carpet's gonna hold on to a lot more a hard floor a tile floor or anything it's easy to wipe that up and mop that up and stuff like that so shoes on it wouldn't freak me out as much but i can completely understand if you've got more carpet in your home uh that's that holds on to everything (laughs) it does yeah so that yeah but i okay so i guess our advice is your house your rules and maybe have an option. Yeah. Like I mean, booties. Th- that is true. I honestly only thought of booties with like multi-million dollar homes. <laughs> and I see that. Or there's those machines. Have you seen it? Have you ever watched like how? Oh, uh, yeah. That like a shrink wrap your foot. Yes. I mean, I'm just get one of those. <laughs> That's very expensive. You can get a box of booties because I know for like, you know, five or 10 bucks and it's like 40 pairs in there yeah. or something like that. <laughs> have those handy. <laughs> That's our advice. Oh, until next time, you guys keep us um, up to date with any questions that you have on advice. Email us, mjandtosh at gmail.com. We're or here for you. Or message us on yeah. that, um, mjandtosh on Instagram. We're well, here for you guys. We are. <laughs> this is MJ. And Tosh. We'll see you later, guys.